now broadcasting from Suitland, Maryland, USA, Abiding Truth with Dr. McCune, an outreach of Suitland Road Baptist Church. Please visit us at www.srbcoutreach.org. And now, here's our pastor, Dr. Calvin M. McCune. Thank God for his word. Thank God for his spirit blessing us today. I want us to consider, is it possible for a child of God to live this life and never stumble? The Bible tells us in second epistles, the second epistle of Peter, on chapter 10, it says, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. God says we will never stumble. Let's ask the Spirit to bless us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Please speak to us, dear God, from your word today. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, the Bible, the word of God is telling us here, that what is it we will never stumble from? And God is telling us here that we will never stumble from our faith and our trust in our Lord Jesus. And that is what the devil is after. The devil wants us to walk away or to neglect our first love for Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. The devil cannot interfere with our eternal life, our eternal security in Christ. He cannot do that because that rests on the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. It rests on his finished work. That's why the word of God tells us that at the moment when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, when we believe that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit, we heard that gospel message and we believe we are sealed with the Holy Spirit, a promise. And that sealing of the Holy Spirit guarantees that we will get to heaven. But is it possible for the child of God to forget our first love? It is possible. It is possible for the child of God, when we forget our first love for the Lord, to exist, just to exist, without existing for the purpose of the kingdom of God. In order to exist for the kingdom of God, 
We have to remember our faith. We have to depend on the Holy Spirit. So I want us to begin from 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5. Remember verses 10, there is this encouragement. Therefore, brethren, he's writing to the church, be even more diligent to make your call and your election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. So we'll begin with verses 5. But before we begin, I want you to grasp a concept here. What is this talking about? Take about think about whatever situation you're going through right now. Whatever trial you may be faced with. There's a reality in that the devil, he wants us to stumble. He wants us to take our eyes off our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. That's what he wants us to do. So you think of your situation right now, that, and you have to look at it in its reality, and then... We look at the word of God. And then we choose to do things God's way. We choose to yield to the Holy Spirit. And once we do that, whatever we are going through, God will bring us out on the side of victory. We will never stumble. Even if it might be that the devil may be bringing some kind of struggle from within. If we go about things God's way, you take each situation and you can line it up because that's our reality of whatever you're going through. And then you take it in relationship to the word of God, what the word of God says. And God says you will never stumble. There is no such thing as a child of God walking around and the devil has full range. He can do whatever he wants. No. Greater is he who is in us than he who is within the world. So verses 5. It says, but also for this very reason... Giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. So we continue to ask the Holy Spirit. Now I must say to the young people especially, it is difficult for them. It is difficult because if they are told to live the Christian life without giving being given instructions as to what God says, the process involved, it will be a struggle for them. Are we following this? It will be, for example, saying to someone, build an airplane, and they have no blueprint. They have no knowledge. 
They have nothing. But let's see what God says here. Give all diligence. We have to ask the Holy Spirit to help us to understand God's divine promises. And we ask the Holy Spirit to help us to be diligent in trusting God and in doing the things that God has commanded us to do. So now, let's take that and see how it can, we can move from the abstract into a very practical perspective. So you think of someone struggling, whatever struggle they have, whatever problem they have, and they bring it to you and they share it with you. Remember, this person is a child of God. And we're saying to them, what God is saying is this. If you look at your problem, if you look at your, pro if you look at your trial, in the absence of what God is saying that we'll, we should do to bring growth in our lives, we will struggle. If, on the other hand, when we look at the trial, we look at the problem, we then respond to what God is saying in his word, we will never stumble. Don't matter whatever temptation Satan is bringing in your life. It does not matter what the temptation is. He cannot win that victory at all. It's impossible. God says we will not stumble. So God says we have to add to your faith virtue. We have to resolve the Holy Spirit will bring each of us and in every situation, the child of God will come to a place where you resolve in your heart to serve Jesus, to resist Satan, to walk in holiness, to not give in to the flesh, to not give in to lust, to not give in to the world and the attraction of the world. That's the idea here. This is the teaching. And God says that we have this. We have this knowledge. We have this virtue that God has given us. It is wrong when we have a, a generation that we are saying to them that you are saved, but when the devil attacks you, in different areas where you have a choice to make between walking in holiness or compromising and living in sin, it is wrong to say to them, there are times when you will walk in sin. That is not found in Scripture. The Bible simply says, God says, you will never stumble. That's a great injustice and it's unfair to say that, especially to the younger generation. 
when God says you will never stumble. We have to say to them, we have to explain to them that the Holy Spirit will place in your heart a conviction where you can resolve. It does not matter what is going on. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And God has settled in my heart. A resolution that comes from God that says, I choose to walk in holiness because my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. God said it. Each problem at a time. Are you following this? So we are moving from some general statement that says we'll walk in this world without sin. We know God does say in his word, if you say you have no sin, you deceive yourself. But if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. But now here he is saying that he wants us to walk and to overcome and we will never stumble. So we take each situation we ought to be able to say to all believers, to ourselves, young or old, regardless of what the conflict might be inside of us, you will never stumble. God will give you the grace to never stumble, the victory to never stumble. But you must be diligent. You must ask yourself, am I diligent? And God promised that we will never stumble. When I hear the word of God, am I obeying it? I had a choice to make. And am I making that choice to obey God? And God says, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. You see, in the absence of truth, the child of God will struggle. Truth sets us free. And many a times we focus on the struggle and not on truth. And so God says that we have to have knowledge. This is why we have to come to church. This is why we open the word of God and read it. That's why God establishes church. That's why he gives gifts. That's why we have the different ministries here. Because we grow in knowledge. And our knowledge is very specific. Is knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For all scripture is to reveal Jesus. And whatever attack the devil is bringing in the heart and the soul of the child of God. As that person grows to understand the love of Jesus. The forgiveness of Jesus. Who they are in Jesus that person will not stumble in that specific situation. And when that person gets victory, they go on, and the next day the devil might bring something else. And what happens? We go through the process again. Are you following this? We go right through the process. We start from the beginning again. Okay, God, this is coming in my soul. This is coming against my mind. 
The devil wants me to stumble. But this is what God says I should do. To knowledge self-control. God, the Holy Spirit, is working in our lives to have self-control. The Holy Spirit is developing that. This is where we have spiritual exercise. That is, being consistent in reading your Bible and having devotion every day. A few weeks ago while I was in South Africa, every morning, God, I spend time in the Word of God. Most nights, 2 o'clock in the morning, God, I will get up and spend an hour or two and then go back to sleep. Meditating, reading God's Word, because the next day I know I had a crusade and there are hundreds of people waiting to hear the gospel. But that discipline was absolutely necessary. That self-control, the Holy Spirit gives us that self-control. The battle is in the soul. And the devil wants a child of God to live as though we don't have spiritual muscle. That we can be tossed to and fro. But we are strong in Christ. I want to bring this back to the young people. They're being told because of a great satanic deception where that word grace is being taught in a wrong way. The question came up in the word of God, should we sin that grace may abound? And God says, the word of God says, God forbid. There is grace, but we should never sin and just say, well, I am under grace. God says you will never stumble. And to self-control, perseverance. God gives his children the strength to persevere, to endure. In whatever we're going through in life, he gives us the strength to persevere through our trials, even through the moments of temptation, because the Holy Spirit is inside of us. He gives us that patience. Every time I go on a mission trip for the last 25 years, Every year, I have all type of situations that happen. Little things that can distract me. Little things that become a butter and a burden and something, like, like little thorns. But yet, I ask the Holy Spirit. Things never work smoothly. It never works where everything is just great and wonderful. That will never happen. But here... I will never stumble by the grace of God. God guarantees that. He says you will never stumble. But because the Holy Spirit keeps me, 
and keeps you and keeps us with our eyes on Jesus. He gives us the strength to persevere. Observe how it's built from knowledge, self-control, control, perseverance, and perseverance godliness. We see a child of God that has made a horrible decision. And they're walking in an ungodly life. And we focus on the ungodliness. We have to go back and say, oh, Holy Spirit, dear God, give them diligence in their heart. Give them, dear God, conviction, Lord Jesus. Help them break the stronghold of Holy Spirit in their lives where they're thinking that they can be tossed however they, the devil has them. Help them to see Jesus. Help them to remember, oh Holy Spirit, their first love, that you love them and that you, they belong to you. That's how we have to pray for them. And then they can walk in godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. The Holy Spirit, by the grace of God, when we walk and we experience godly walk because of the Holy Spirit, we will have a sensitive heart to be kind to others. It will just flow. This last trip, a few weeks ago in South Africa, one of the pastors... Pastor Enoch, M. Giaco, invited us to his home. He was so kind. He was so kind to open up his home. Did we have our challenges? Yes. And his sons were there. They were so kind to us. Wherever we went, wherever we had to go, he would take time and take us. And we are so thankful. I became so thankful. I said, God, thank you. Thank you, God. That just flowed. Why did it flow? Because he has a right walk with God. Because he's experiencing a conviction that says, I am going to serve the Lord Jesus. And from that kindness will flow love. We will experience it. The Holy Spirit will give us the grace to exercise this brotherly affection and sensitivity to each other. And then love will flow from that. We will not stumble. We will not stumble into having quarrelsome churches and problems. No. We will not stumbling having disunity in God's church, no. For in these things, for if these things are yours and abound, and indeed they are, these things are, since they are, is the understanding, and we must abound in them. You will never be barren nor unfruitful. We will always 
be telling others about Jesus. And we will always be experiencing the fullness of Christ, our Messiah, the Anointed One. We'll be living out in that reality where we're experiencing Jesus moment by moment. But if you lack these things, you see the opposite of it? The importance of it? If you lack these things, for he who lacks these things is short-sighted. But we are not short-sighted. That is spiritually short-sighted. In other words, that's where the person is seeing only what is in front of them. They're seeing only their problem. The devil bring that problem and put it before us. And all we are seeing every time we go to bed, every time we get up in the morning, we're just overwhelmed by the problem. That's a short-sightedness. And that will cause us to stumble, surely. It will wear us down. Even to blindness, we can become blinded by the truth. And has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Are you following that? The child of God that has wandered away, the devil may have that child of God in a place where they have forgotten he or she has forgotten. He has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his sin. And now he is struggling with all these issues. Personal issues. Emotional issues. Psychological issues. Issues in life. Decisions, disappointments, hurt. And what is the devil after? He wants a child of God to forget this reality. You belong to Jesus. And he has cleansed you from your sin. That's the only way he can get that child of God to stumble. How do we pray then for that child of God? Oh dear God, Holy Spirit, Open his eyes. Open her eyes, dear God. Help them, Lord, not to be narrow-minded. Short-sighted, just looking at your problems. Looking at the storm. That storm, when you look at it, it's going to become bigger than it is. It may be a storm that you're carrying. And because you dwell in it and dwell in it and not on Jesus and his sovereignty and his control, all of a sudden the devil have, will have us completely consumed by that storm. God is setting us free from that short-sightedness. And when that happens, here's a guarantee. What a blessing. We will never stumble. Over the years serving Christ, I've come to understand this. And I've seen many, sadly so, I've seen many walk away from the ministry. 
I've seen many walk away from being called as an elder or deacon. They walk away because the devil sneak in there and he create all this problem. They walk away from diligence, from virtue, from knowledge, from self-control, from perseverance, from godliness, from brotherly kindness, from brotherly love, from keeping their eyes on Jesus, and the end result was they walk away from their, from their calling. See what the devil was after? But is it possible for the child of God to stay within your calling and never stumble? God said it. God says you will never stumble. What a glorious promise, saints. That lie of the devil that make us feel that we are saved and sealed with the Holy Spirit, but we can be all over the place. The man that says he's born again and he walks away from his marriage, the problem was that he had walked away. He was not experiencing diligence and virtue and knowledge and self-control and perseverance and godliness. And when you don't experience these things, what do you think the end result will be? They're going to stumble. When that person becomes so narrow-minded that all they're concerned about is themselves, that selfish perspective, I want to solve my problem, that's what the devil will do. But we are not there, are we? The devil wants us to be blinded, but we're not blinded. Because Christ has cleansed us. Therefore, verses 10, here's the triumphant truth. So we will be victorious in that. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent. In other words, God is saying, here is a command I'm giving you, an imperative. A whole list of in, in, indicatives as to our relationship with God and who we are in Christ. And God said, here, here is the imperative. Be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, everything that was mentioned before, you will never stumble. You will never stumble. Why? Because our relationship with Jesus, think of this for a moment, our election, God who saved us, that salvation that we have, the salvation that you have, you have to dwell, we have to remember our salvation. Our salvation is not based on ourselves. Our salvation is based on a covenant that has been ratified or settled by the blood of Jesus. And we think of that for a moment. I have been asking God while I was in Africa a few weeks ago in South Africa. The Holy Spirit placed in my heart 
to ask God, to ask the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus to help me to understand the blood of Jesus as never before. That has happened for my last 50 years of serving Christ. I'll say, oh dear God, God will place in my heart, Father, help me to understand grace as I never understood it before. Help me to understand your blood, Jesus, as never before. Because we're always growing, aren't we? It all started, our election and our calling started with the blood of Jesus, his finished work. And that's where we stay. Are we following that? But we have to be diligent in doing what God says we have to do. We must be diligent. The best prayer you can pray for a young believer is, Oh, Holy Spirit, please, dear God, develop in his heart or her heart that diligence for you, Lord Jesus. That diligence for your word, dear God. Give them, dear God, virtue. That conviction in your soul to resolve that I will stand for Jesus no matter what. Give them a Holy Spirit, that conviction that says, my Lord and Savior Christ Jesus wants me to choose to walk in godliness. When the devil comes to me and says, start disliking a brother or sister in church because of something the person said, sometimes the devil tells us to don't like someone and he, we don't even have a reason. It didn't do anything to us whatsoever. I say, no. Oh, Holy Spirit, dear God, grant Lord Jesus Help them, O Holy Spirit, to experience brotherly love. Help them to grow in the knowledge of you, Lord Jesus. And remember, finally, what does it say in verse 10, Father? That they will remember their calling and their election. That is the moment when they put Jesus Accept Jesus as your Savior and stay there. And what is the glorious promise? They, we will never stumble. We are God's children. He delivered us from Satan and the realm of Satan. There is no stumbling. He delivered us from this world. From the darkness in this world. If we didn't belong to Jesus, then we can say we have some problems here. But we are not our own. We have been bought with a price. The blood of Jesus. And he owns us. For those who are listening, thank you coming into our sanctuary today. That's what you did. When God gave me a word, he gave it to me for the congregation, but we invite you to come in. And that's why you're listening today. We want to share with you the gospel message. Because that's where our journey started. 
It started when each one here at our home church, at Sugland Road Baptist Church, we accepted Jesus, each and every one. We accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And we want to share that with you, that your journey with God can begin today by you accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. A few weeks ago, I was in South Africa, went to an area that was very needy. You can see the people struggling. We set up the speakers and so forth, and God placed in my heart, I say, oh, Holy Spirit, dear God, please give me the exact words that you want the people that are wrong me to hear. And while I speak in English, and one of the pastors interpreted, the simple gospel message went forth, the love of Jesus. And that's the message I'm saying to you at this very moment as you listen. Jesus loves you. And it is his will for you to be born again. Regardless of your religion, Regardless of whatever you may be going through, you might even be literally in prison listening to this. Jesus still loves you. And he died for you. And if you were the only person alive, he would have left heaven and come on earth to die for you. He loves you. He is the son of God. He went to the cross. He suffered, he died, he was buried, and he rose again. And all he's asking you to do, and he did it because he paid the price for your sin and my sin. And the only thing that he's asking is that you believe in him at this moment and accept him as your Lord and Savior. Don't walk away from this invitation is what I'm saying to you. Do not walk away from it. The simple gospel message. And so we want to pray here at Sutherland Road Baptist Church for you. And we want to encourage you. And so we'll be praying and we'll ask you to pray along. But truly believe in your heart. While in South Africa when the invitation went out. We saw crowds and crowds of people. God touched their heart. Most of them were from... The, the Zulu background, crowds of people and children, adults and children came forward and accepted Jesus as your Savior. God is speaking to you at this very moment. He is calling you to come to him. He's your creator and he loves you. Church, let's pray for those who will receive Jesus at this very moment. Father in heaven, Father in, heaven in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus I, come I come before you. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus by, faith, by faith I accept you, I accept you as, my as my Savior. Thank you, Thank you for your death, for your, death your, burial, your burial, and your resurrection. Lord Jesus, 
Thank you for saving me. I confess you are my Savior. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. In Jesus' name, I pray believing. Amen. Praise God. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Through what we deserve. 